Good morning, pilgrims and travelers on the funny path of life. 9.33. And no, not p.m. A.m. Just watering the mix of gravel and plants <laughs> on the side yard here on the chilly morning, to say the least. We had rain uh, in the night. You could hear it, so it looked like it rained quite a bit. I could see it in a, they call it, hold on, Untoldo, they call it the, I think they call it Untoldo, the cover, the swimming pool cover, interesting, they call it an awning, a pool awning, or swimming pool awning, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> anyway, I am, uh, I'm tired today, I could tell, I could, when I get to my cat-cow pose, uh, I get to two cycle of other things, but, I could tell I was off, so that's actually why I already had my breakfast, and I'm going out now. I'm gonna go see Chupa Chup, give a treat, get a little walk, not wear my pack. I I was debating about that. Also feeling a little sore, so it was a good walk yesterday. But uh, yeah, I think I'm going to possibly take it easy today physically. <clears throat> and then I'll go get my produce. Uh, they have a sale on soy milk, so it's actually uh, three cents less than one in Mercadona. So I'm going to stock up on that. I have until next week, next Wednesday, so I'm going to get quite a few, quite a few of those. So I'll get at least two and this morning, and keep walking that way. Anyway, yeah, so not quite sure. Uh, let's see, where am I going to go this morning? Um, I finished the movie The Iron Claw yesterday. I think some of my issue with internet, like uh, you know, I mentioned two days ago, I tried and it just wasn't popping up, but yesterday, you know, it played pretty much just fine. So I think there's things going on with the internet. Um, even with Duolingo, like it crashed a couple of times. Uh, not sure. So kind of a learning to <laughs> to welcome, to be gracious with those uh, obstacles. And uh, yeah, the Duolingo lately, I've had a few times where the screen went black, basically. So I don't know. It could be, you know, could be yeah, something with a tablet. You know, maybe that doesn't happen on the well. It doesn't happen on the phone. So, and also it goes on to low data mode when I do a hotspot. So, I guess if I was to do it on the phone, but it's so small the screen to do typing and all that stuff. Ugh. Anyway, so finished that one yesterday. Iron Claw it was okay. You know, about this wrestling family. The curse out of four brothers, three died, and uh, anyway, something about family dynamic, a dysfunctional family. What's new, right? I don't know. It was watchable. I kind of, uh, I guess, I have to say in a weird way, but definitely uh, uh, didn't come out of it with anything uh, new to say the least. Well, I guess, learn about that. 
anecdotal family, right, in the 80s, but then again, I couldn't care less about wrestling. I think it's going to be on the bottom of the pile of uh, a sport that I couldn't give a damn about. And here's a way you could say, I don't give a damn, or I don't give an S. Yeah? In Spanish, you would say, me la suda. <laughs> so, that means, uh, I sweat it, uh, which is really interesting. Of course, it's figurative, it's not literal, but basically, la means your wee-wee, yeah? your dick. So, I, it's like I sweat my dick, or like my balls. It's just kind of a, a way very strong to say I don't give a fuck, which is, I guess, very strong in English too, right? Anyway, but I like the image. Melasuda. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the Spanish. Leave it to the Spanish. Uh, para las palas brotas, eh? for the swear word. Quite crafty. Quite crafty. But yeah, wrestling is yeah, not my thing. But it was watchable. So we'll see today. Well, yeah, it feels uh, it's not going to get much warmer much warmer than that. I think for the next week we're looking at that kind of temperature. So, well, maybe it's going to be time for me to develop a little bit of cabin fever. We'll see. Uh, I'm still planning to, unless it's raining today. If it's not, it should be fine for me to do my uh, my walk tomorrow. Unless somehow I'm, I'm still not feeling up for it. Anyway, so uh, I did go to the library yesterday, but I didn't stay long. I just did my basic stuff, and then I left, and then that's why I went to the store. I went to get some apricots, but this one doesn't. DI is its own brand of uh, dried fruit, and ironically, uh, dried fruit, if you say it in Spanish, frutos secos means nuts and seeds. Very interesting, because that dry fruit, I guess they must call the dry fruit dry fruit too, I would think, but uh, they don't have those there, because they, they don't move them, which I understand. That's what I found out about the soymeat yesterday. I was listening to the number five uh, violin concerto, which to me makes me think of his, uh, it's more reminiscent of his symphony in terms of the the width of the compared to piano it's more like formal I can see people like dancing in a hall <laughs> this cat is happy <laughs> this is the neighborhood cat here I don't see any other cat he's got something on the, in the middle of the road where he's rubbing on it is there something that died here hmm? yeah And here we have this. Uh, I'm not sure what that is. It's a van. I think it's RO stands for Romania. So those guys have a big van, and the other day they were exploding it, reorganizing it. So I don't know. Kind of unusual for here, I guess, as far as uh, you know. This area is mostly garlic and onion. And a couple of old farts who have their own little 
people turn garages into hangout places, you know. They kind of get it with some couches and a few things and people hang out there. But mostly that area here is uh, people working. Well, I guess those guys look like they are working too. Oh. My goodness. It's cold. So this morning I didn't make it past uh, um, Esperanto. Actually, that's just when the, the app crashed. <coughs> At times I'm thinking about maybe getting a... Well, I can't quite justify that now. Why not? Um, you know, getting a different one. But that's only because of Duolingo. What I might consider is... Oh, there she says me. Heads up with uh, Chupa Chup. I wonder if she was pooping actually. She looked like she might have been. I don't know. Anyway. Hey girl. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Ooh, who's happy? Who's happy? Yeah. Bang on the on the fence. Yeah. Kiss it, Pasa. Kiss it, Pasa. Oh, you can't help yourself. I can't stand. Oh, jiggle, 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 jiggle. Ah, Anarchy, Good morning. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. Hey, girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on. 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 I know. Yeah, he's showing the door. Open the door. Open the door here. Huh? I know, but I don't have access. I don't have access. Yeah, we take you. Yes, yeah, we take you. Yes, yeah, we take you. All right, I'm gonna give you a treat before I freeze my balls here. All right, girl. It's gonna be. It's good you're coming. We're gonna do it in three or four more. Very good. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Here. Good. <laughs> she like. <laughs> she like. Easy. <laughs> hey. Easy. Easy. Uh uh. Easy. No. Quiet. 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 Shh. No. Easy. Easy. No, you're going too hard. Easy. Easy. Okay. Sit. <laughs> you fell three times. You're too excited. All right. I guess I'm the one who has to adapt. Huh? You just can't help it. Sit. Okay. All right. Do licking. Finger licking good. Finger licking good. Oh, so good. Oh, so good. Oh, so, so. Mm. All right, girl. Love you. Before I freeze, I'm going to go. Okay. I feel cold today. All right. See you later. Love you. You look beautiful. Those kind of uh, black ring around your eyes. Very pretty. Very pretty. Anyway, uh, so yeah, 
That's a quite an early breakfast. I wasn't even quite even that hungry yet. But I ate it all, enjoyed it tremendously. We'll see, I guess I might do the the hummus today. Ah, but there's not much to do. I'm just a Vasmaki, the hummus, and everything else is taken care of. And actually, there's something. So I got the soy milk, and when I was waiting at the cash register, there was a table with sales item, and there was this kind of white chocolate, <laughs> coconut, and I got one. And I could tell this morning I took one little sliver, another sliver, another, another, and I'm like, all right, all right. <laughs> it is quite clear that there is a problem with that food. Uh, <coughs> like not being able to stop. I mean, what I've been eating, pretty much, is not an issue. Even the Nutella with a toast, you know. I may get like, you know, they're like small little toast, whole grain, and I may go to about five, and then I'm like done, you know. And it's very skimpy. I mean, I barely, barely put any on a toast. So it's mostly bread with a little bit of Nutella. But it's not that much. And just like, this one is, I can feel it too in my stomach. And it's kind of like, it overrides. I, I agree with that. Huh? They talk about that super, super uh, uh, palatable food that can override <laughs> your sense of satiety. Or it's not even pleasurable, actually. It's, you kind of just lost. You, uh, yeah, you just lose the control. Anyway, you could say, well, I could throw away the rest when I come home. That's true. I'm not going to do that, but I could. But no, I'm not going to. I will finish it. But the one thing I can do next time, though, that the not buying it, I think that's going to be the the easiest, the easiest thing to consider. Anyway, a couple of ladies coming my way. <laughs> so, well, it doesn't look, we have clouds, but they're not rainy clouds. We have blue sky, more blue sky than yesterday, actually. So I think in the next few days, we're going to have uh, chances of rain. And I think this afternoon, tonight, we're looking at maybe rain again. So kind of scattered, maybe shower. <laughs> So, <coughs> yeah, the next week it looks like it's going back up again. 50% increase by next weekend, uh, which means I won't be doing the, I won't be offering them the meal then, but maybe the week after. To, of course, Juan and his family, but I want them to come over, you know. Oh, nice. Nice day to enjoy that stone picnic table we have outside with stone benches. And then we have that uh, those trees basically sheltering from uh, from the sun. So it's great. You know, come around three. Should be fine in terms of uh, not getting hit by the sun. <laughs> Sorry, guys. This cruddy stuff is not going anywhere, that's for sure. 
Anyway, um, I guess outside of uh, <laughs> being my considering that I'm off, you know, I kind of uh, moved on to something else pretty quickly, you know. I mean, I'm still planning, you know, to do uh, Italian, you know, Portuguese, uh, Spanish, and my French. Well, I don't do much with French. <coughs> but it's very funky, I have to say. Some of that grammar, even I get confused. <laughs> I am rusty with my French, you know, and definitely the, the classical French. You know, it's one thing when you speak it in the street, but I get schooled. Uh, on this app, on some staff, you know, <laughs> because of structure so at times, it's like I have to think about it in a way that I never did before when I learned it, so, but I don't do very much on that, but it's kind of a nice little break, I still learn something, but it's kind of a, it's kind of like a treat <laughs> for the mind, for me, anyway, and it would not be like, English would not be, I think English would be the the easiest of all in terms of uh I would still make some mistakes of course you know I didn't learn classical English but not not as rusted as I am in French anyway <laughs> anyway I have this image that just popped up I had this dream I guess still woke up again in the middle of the night and a heater on though <laughs> That this woman wearing this very sexy, I don't know, one or two pieces swimsuit, kind of weird one, very revealing uh, swimsuit, and kind mm. of, I guess, being hunted by her, meaning like sexually type deal. Very young, you know, young woman. And kind of me being like, yeah, this is not going to work, you know, and uh, kind of uh, not taking no for an answer. Sorry, I'm going to be jumping here from this one to the series that I've been watching, Easy Money, that Swedish theory. And I had this sentence, which is, this theory doesn't abide by the law of gravity. <laughs> Meaning, it's a little ridiculous. It is very... I'm going to finish it. There's, it's only two seasons, I think. <laughs> so it's about this woman. I guess she may be Turkish, I'm not sure. Middle Eastern, anyway, but of course she's from Sweden, but she's a foreigner, maybe the first uh, first generation to be from Sweden, but the parents were not. And uh, she has this company. So that's one level. On another one, she, a boyfriend or husband, God knows, a partner, with whom she had a child, is dead when the series starts. And he was in a drug world in which his brother... So his name was Yannick. Her name is Leila, uh, I think. Leila, yeah. And his brother Ravi has taken over. So you have kind of the, the drug world, you know, in the hood, uh, in there. And then there is this very successful businessman. So you have this kind of thing about the, basically the illegal world of drug, the illegal world of business, the the hungry, opportunistic business lady, I have a feeling that in the end she's a winner, that somehow she's going to outsmart all of the guys, you know, kind of coming of age, yeah, poetic justice, 
about women's emancipation and women's ability to compete, you know, to be fierce, something that's mostly attributed to, uh, to men, right? I have a feeling that's where they're going to go with that. But the way they go with the sequences, it is so sloppy, meaning like, you know, you have a couple of lines and somehow that's enough to create a catharsis. It is so, I don't know, very simplistic. So maybe I guess this is meant for a teenage mind. <laughs> maybe this definitely was not intended for me. <laughs> maybe that's, well, it's a realization I'm having now. You know, at time you're thinking, well, you're doing it wrong because I'm, I'm not biting it as hard, but I'm not thinking, well, maybe that wasn't intended for me. So I have the feeling. But it's watchable in a weird way. You know, it's kind of something interesting about a series. Uh, when you start to kind of watch a few, you kind of get to know the people. And then there's a part of you that's kind of curious, that's kind of invested in a way. So the good thing, it's only two seasons. So I have like, I think, three or four more episodes to, to watch. Anyway. Uh, and then I'm, I started this thing, which I'm going to be listening to mostly when I'm cooking. It's about this uh, picaro. It's kind of like a... Uh, I'm not that familiar with the word, but I think it's kind of like chorizo. It's like a petty criminal, I think, picaro. You know, not, not something very serious, kind of a, an amateur, you know, criminal. And then this guy in Spain, from very young, Get involved in the political scene, and he's just kind of an organi- uh, has organizational skill. Looks like he has some kind of charisma. But anyway, and then there was a big, big drama, big fallout to where I think they call it El Pequeño Paco, uh, El Pequeño Paco, or Paco Pequeño. And Paco is a diminutive for Francisco. And uh, because it was somehow linked to the government and the royalty, the royal family in Spain. So, I don't know, it's, I guess it's one of those things that it's kind of nice for me when I'm cooking to play something that I don't really need to look at. So, so I'm learning a little bit about, uh, a little bit maybe about politics or something that happened in, uh, I think it's early 2000 if I'm not mistaken, could be wrong. Within the next 10 or 20, last 10 or 20 years, maybe it's it happened in the mid. No, actually, it happened in uh, um, from between 2010 2020, so or 2010 and 2015. <laughs> anyway, so there's kind of like a mystery around this ascension, meteorical ascension of this guy, very young. That seems to be seeing in photos in a lot of places with high-profile people. So, and that's only a three-part uh, docu-series. So that's something that I'll be looking at too, to, to try to find some, some of those things that I don't really need to be looking at the screen that you can just listen. Yeah, this is a, this is a cold breeze. That would not be an enjoyable day to, uh, well, not necessarily bad to walk actually today. It's cold, but you know, you're layered and you move. It's not raining, so you make good time. <laughs> and I guess maybe making use of going inside the cafe to enjoy a little warmth. Although I have to say, 
the <coughs> the cafes in Spain, most of them, pretty much, I'm pretty sure it's not allowed anymore, but you still have places with people smoke indoors, or somehow the cigarettes find its way inside a little bit, but it's just noisy for me. You know, which is very interesting, you know, to the thing of Camino that I do, you know, oh, they've organized their, their branches here, getting ready to burn the olive branches, <laughs> getting to see the cycle of how things get done around here. You know, me being on the Camino, and, uh, you know, it's so, so, it's so social, you know, in a way. You go to those places, you meet so many people, new things all the time, and, you know, every day you have to, you're looking at getting your food, and, I mean, in my case, you know, uh, I, I don't go to restaurants, so it's not that, but it is still quite social, it is, you know, quite extroverted, it's very tricky to, it's not impossible, but, you know, or you could rent your own place, or have your own privacy, you know, you have your own private room, and, but I'm, um, unlikely to do that. I've done that very, very, very few times. My goodness, out of all of those, yeah, almost none. I remember one on Camino Primitivo, because uh, the price difference was not huge. It was six euro more for a private room, and I just, I, I didn't feel it. The dormy just, I don't know, it didn't feel, uh, it didn't feel right. <laughs> so I got the private room. But that's really, really rare. Heck, I remember. <laughs> and also, normally, they are more expensive than that. You know, you're looking at two to three times the price of one person. So, for two people, it's not necessarily a bad thing. But for one, you know, it's quite a price tag. Anyway. Anyway, so, yeah, you end up being in this place where, you know, your bedroom is basically everybody's bedroom. And, of course, depending on the albergue, you have bigger dorms and smaller dorms. But... You know, actually, at times, I've been lucky to where I got put in a room where you had two beds, but nobody else showed up. So I ended up having my private space. <coughs> but, you know, never, almost never intentionally getting that. So it's going to be like, well, you're going to be with who you're going to be with. And I do enjoy, you know, some of it. I do. I do believe that I get fed, you know, being around people. Let me see here. Crossing. There we go. Oh, yesterday I saw Juan <laughs> walking toward Mortos. Juan came through, so he had some trees in that vicinity, it was treating them with sulfate because getting that done before the rain, and uh, so he was with his son and daughter. But I was, I'm bringing him up because thinking about, like on day like today, I don't really want to do, uh, I don't really want to do anything. I'm not sure if I'm going to do any big walking, actually, uh, you know, with that kind of temperature. <laughs> I guess in a way I'm being proven wrong because <laughs> sorry this is going to be one week of uh, cold temperatures so that's going to be the coldest spell basically for the whole winter 
<coughs> leading to March. <coughs> so still in yeah, still in winter. Oh, Juanito, uh, Eduardo, I think it's Eduardo, yeah, or Alberto. Oof, I'm I'm not sure. That told me that you know so, sometimes we have late you know spells. You know, of cold. Anyway. So still plan to move a little bit, but definitely uh won't be rushing to be ready early in the morning. Okay, let me get out of the way. The dog is quite excited there. I think if I had the opportunity to talk to a throat, ear, nose, and throat specialist, I, uh, I might bring that up. And I don't know why I haven't done any more research. I haven't done any gargling either. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is. Eh, maybe today. I'll look up. I'm not even sure how to, how to type it in. That stuff. But it is definitely, I can feel this irritation in the back of my throat. <coughs> there's mucus, I guess phlegm, you know, that I can pull out of it. So there is something here. There's some kind of brewing uh, cauldron of nasty phlegm right there. Anyway. My, finger, my, my fingertips are cold, so yeah, it's definitely cold for me. The room was so toasty. <laughs> it actually felt a little too warm. I dialed it down actually uh, after the morning. Actually, I did my I did my sun salutation, which was fine, and it was quite warm coming out of it. So I wasn't even sure that it was actually a bit cold yet, because technically it was supposed to be. And yes, it is. Yes, it is. Anyway. Oof. White chocolate is not settling well. Anyway, <coughs> uh, so I guess we'll see. I have the feeling I'm gonna do at least uh, the initial wash of the windows this week. You know, getting the main dirt out, bring the shutters down so they don't get dirty again. And then when it starts to get a little warmer, then get my vinegar solution and get them shiny. <laughs> I'm really sorry guys. Really sorry. That's nasty. Nasty nasty. Anyway. So here's a Friday. 
air. I guess you could say barely. I was thinking in the being in Denver at a I think it was a TNA tenter. It was a big truck stop uh, with big store inside and other thing that they offer for drivers. And then I used to come there quite a bit to go to Grayley, where we go get frozen beef. I think that was mostly where they were slaughtering there and processing. And so in Denver, I would drop mostly bananas from the Galvelto, uh, from the Gulf Coast, and then I'd have to get the trailer washed, and then I would get there to fuel, get the trailer washed, and then walk my way to Greeley. And in the winter, you know, <laughs> sorry, I mean, the truck did a pretty good job keeping you warm. But once you get out of there to fuel, and whew, you could feel the could feel the cold. You know, you kind of uh, end up being in that truck quite a bit. You know, but something that's interesting is like hide that stuff. You know, not coming up when at times a part of me is bringing it up. The idea of trucking. You know, I don't know. Even though my license is about two years, I guess. I guess I could look that up, see what happens if your uh, medical, uh, which is basically it, it's my medical exam that expired. So what would happen if I was trying to get back on, would I have to go fully back, which I guess uh, it's about a month. <laughs> Dealing with somebody on your ass, telling you, you know, dealing with that. But the point is, there's so much about the, you know, the trucking lifestyle. For somebody like me, you know, who likes to move around, you know, like the country, so you get into those a lot of urban, of course, spaces. You know, and it's those truck stops where you go. Of course, they're by the interstate, mostly, you know. Or, anyway, it's just not, uh, sometimes maybe not even that safe. Like in uh, Memphis, you know, or Nashville. I think mostly in Memphis has kind of a reputation, part of town, to be not too at night, you know. Not that I do much at night time, but sometimes actually you get up in the middle of the night because... You have a load to to pick up, so I still try. I still I still would get my routine done, you know. I still get up like an hour and a half before to do walking, to do stretching, to do reading before I start the day. <laughs> Almost without fail, actually. So that's been going on for a while, actually. Huh. <laughs> anyway, but. Uh, yeah, the waiting, sometimes you'd be there hours and hours waiting because something has happened at the warehouse, you know, that they are the short of staff or something happened or there was a load they were really expecting, whatever it is, whatever the reason. 
whatever's going on, and then you end up being stuck there. And you do get a little compensation for having to wait because if you are not dropping that load to work your way toward a new one, you're stuck there. And at times you may lose, actually. You may lose something else because you're there longer. And uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, the places where you are, you basically, the best place for you to be is inside your truck, you know? And then so you do spend quite a bit of time on the screen, you know? And of course, quite a bit of time driving and sometimes quite a bit of time waiting, you know? Or you're stuck, you know? Like, uh, I mean, I have to say the companies do pretty well in terms of repair. Like something happened, you know, you're not responsible for it. You report it, and then then they just uh, they find out where you are, and they contact whatever connection that they have in an area. And uh, I mean, it's never been too bad, but you could easily be, you know, two, three, or four hours. Uh, out to wait for somebody to come to you, depending on where you are, you know, because they're stretching the you stretches in the US they are so big that you just can't, you know, so people are gonna be coming mostly from uh, truck stops <laughs> where they offer those services. Mostly a flat tire is what you're looking at. So loves and most trucks most truck stops are gonna have that kind of service anyway but still the point is you know that there's just I think there's a part of me the reason why it goes to trucking just doesn't want to work doesn't want to struggle doesn't want this unknown you know this uncertainty and really this not knowing it's like you know even though even though, you know, the way that it feels, the way it's been going, a part of me knows that it's good. But yet, this other part is just not happy. And it's basically just keeps making its case. And the only thing it has is trucking. I did, though, by the way, last night, it took me a little longer to go to bed. So I went to the Ratnaling website, you know, that uh, Buddhist retreat center, that yoga retreat center where they have a commercial printing press and through the retreat center, basically, it sponsors or it affords a press to, to make those books and uh, send them back to Nepal, to where the culture has been devastated, as if I'm not mistaken, by the invasion of communism by China in the late 50s, and it's, they've really worked hard in destroying that culture. So the the Rinpoche and the priest, the high priest from whatever his name is, that's a big thing of his books, literature, education. So and so I was like, I'm curious to see the staff, what staff is still there. Or thinking of Sunny, so <laughs> there is a the lady that was in charge of the, the kind of the hospitality, and she's still, she's still there. Uh, I think it's Rose, the name. She's the one. I guess I'll finish with that silly anecdote. I'm about to arrive at the, uh, <laughs> and uh, 
I had this thing where, like I say, a pet peeve of mine, I don't like throwing food away. So, you know, we'll have all those scraps of food and I'm like, if we're going to throw it away, put it in those buckets and I'll, you know, I was trying to get the recycling going on, but somehow that never happened. And I'm like, okay, but I'm not throwing it away. So they will be on my way back to my, uh, from the resort, I would go to back to my log cabin and I would go through kind of a little stretch of nature and there I would scatter some of that food away from the path, from the walking path, so you couldn't quite see what I was doing. I don't want to be also looking like I was littering, but you had some deer, so, you know, well, and they could get it, and then some animals, and it would break down or whatever. And so Rose went to talk to me about it. And so we brought up about the recycling. I think Dave was his name, I forgot, doesn't matter. And, you know, basically we'll be the one to do the recycling or the composting. And so we talked about that. And uh, I just uh, basically it was like he didn't see as a as a viable option. And so uh, basically I kept doing it. One of the ass. And so. Um, then she finally was still throwing the stuff away, so she came back to the canoe while I was in the kitchen with the two other volunteers. And, uh, <laughs> and basically, <laughs> she came and told me, yeah, basically, in a nicer way to kind of ask me to basically not to do that anymore. And I basically said, no. You know, and I was like, I understand, you know. And then I guess what I can do, I can just go, because I'm not, not gonna, I'm not gonna throw away that food. I understand your point, but it's interesting. Hold on. What the heck? I'm sorry, I'm getting distracted. So I'm in a. Wow, interesting. So they have oil bottle with some security seal. Olive oil. Huh. That they have uh, the one liter, of course, it's three liters. No, nobody's going to be able to hide that. Wow, interesting. Because they've had people stealing olive oil. Oh my goodness. Anyway, so basically, I was taking my apron out and then getting ready to leave, and because I was like, "Well, you're the boss," you know. And she basically backed up, backed away. And uh, anyway, it was interesting. And I remember uh, there was this gal, there was a volunteer there. And there was something, anyway, I'm sorry, I'm getting distracted now that I am here in the store. Might as well call it a day, guy. So, peace and love. Uh, I've talked about that story before. In a way, I'm not proud, but I look back at it fondly. That's not what I'm thinking of going back to Ratna Ling, possibly. I'd like to fulfill my word, my my commitment to those three months, at least. Anyway, but I'm still not clear about writing to them. Anyway, peace and love. felt the ending was a little sloppy. That was a quick way to get in, just leaving Paco. Uh, yeah, felt like the ending was a little sloppy. So, to finish that anecdote, why, part of why I'm sharing it, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of symbolic to me. This, this experience was cathartic. It was me being in the kitchen, so I didn't mention that I was responsible.
So I was in charge of the kitchen, so I had two people working under me. So we all, we're all a volunteer in, uh, sorry, in rat nailing. You give your time, though they give you, well, they used to at least, give you $150 a week. Hold on. Was that a week or a month? Maybe a month. A week doesn't make sense. It was a month. Still very nice so for a volunteer place, considering everything else they offer. But anyway, so I was responsible. And so there was this Amy, I want to say her name is Amy, I don't remember. Very interesting, peculiar woman. And I'll leave it at that. I just don't know how else to do it justice. But that was kind of like, a, you know, it was kind of like, watch out. I'm going to show you what it's like to be in a seat of power, which is weird. It's, well, that's the way I look at it now. It's more than likely not the way that it happened, but that's the way that I see it. That I was, oh, perdona. I was really willing to move away right then and there, you know, from the place for that belief. And that's something that's happened time and time again, but this time I wasn't angry. It was, uh, you know, me telling that lady, I mean, a part of me was thinking that she was not going to, she was going to fall. That was a part of me. But even if she wasn't, it didn't matter. I was fine with uh, as a result. So, but bottom line, I was not, not going to stop uh, taking that food and instead putting it in the trash. That just wasn't that. But it was a. Uh, it was kind of like I didn't need her to agree with me. It wasn't about justice or injustice. It was like making a stand for what I believed and being willing, you know, for what may come. In my case, it was only two possible outcomes that I could see. Her saying, "Okay, you can go," because she was a boss. And she would have had the right, you know. And the other one would have been to retreat, you know. And uh, and then later to deal with it differently, with a different strategy. Because, I mean, she's still the boss. And if you are not being respected, then there is something wrong, you know. The fact that I didn't, there's something wrong on the technical side. I can appreciate that. <laughs> And that actually brings me to, to this other experience that happened uh, <laughs> uh, three months later, I guess. So after leaving that place, I kind of got uh, hooked into that gal, Katie. There was volunteering and we started to keep in touch and we ended up spending a weekend, which was the extent of uh, the intimate relationship we had. But Basically, I was back into trucking. Uh, by then, I moved away from trainer because I got myself back to training when I got to trucking because you make more money. And that was kind of my goal. And uh, I got scared about this student, and I'm like, no, I'm out of it. I realize, you know, having automatic true gear means that you're going to have some people who are going to end up behind the wheel. And the probability of those people to not be adequate is going to become higher because you don't have to shift. So, you know, you just have to press the pedal 
accelerate brake and then turn the steering wheel. It's uh, anyway. It's, it, it was like when it happened with that guy. I got spooked. He ran against the rail in, I think it was in Pennsylvania, on 81. And I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Or it was on I-80, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. But anyway, so I got back to drive on my own, and I was kind of okay. And so, you know, I was uh, in touch with her. And so basically, we're going to be meeting in Sacramento. So about a month before, I get a driving coordinator, I think that's what they call it, DC, the people who basically you're in contact with for the day-to-day -day activity of your load, anything going on, and of course you're getting time off. So, and of course for me at the time, my last spiel as a truck driver, I took very, very few days off. And so basically, I set it up, you know, months just to make sure. It's like, you know, here is a deal, you know. And two or three times, I brought it back up. And then we're nearing, and I'm kind of looking at my loads. So basically, by then, it's supposed to lead me toward California, you know. And there is this one load that gets sent to me, and that's basically guaranteeing that I can't make it there. So I do not accept the load, because basically, they send you the load... And then you're supposed to accept it. And so I get a hold of him and I'm like, what's going on? It's like, you know that I need to be here for that. We've been talking about that. And this thing is making sure it was sending me back toward Denver. I was between Sacramento and Denver. And basically the guy was like, well, you don't have a choice. That's just the way that it is. And I'm like, no, 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 I have a choice. <laughs> it's like, I am not going there to pick it up and he's like yes yes you don't want to it's like no you don't understand I am not picking up the load you know you can tell me if you want where I can uh, where I can drop the truck you know but I'm not going there so either you're gonna find me something to get me toward California you know where I can be where this is where I want to be, and I've been telling you for about a month. And of course, keep in mind, for that month, I didn't take a day off. So, the guy, in a way, at the end, was kind of a jerk, really. Uh, I think possibly more interested in his bottom line. Anyway, it's really, I really felt disrespected, and it was really annoying. But the point was, it's, I guess there's a reputation that you can build, you know. In any kind of industry and depending on what you do you can make it harder for you to become hireable though so i would uh, would have to agree to disagree here that the fact that you have a, a lack of drivers i think could make for your your poor history not for not automatically relevant but basically saying you know if you do that this is really going to damage you as a driver what your possibility are I'm like, I don't care. It's like, to me, it didn't matter. It's like, it doesn't matter if I ever drive a truck again. I will be in Sacramento on that date. You know, whether I go with a truck, whether I get a rental vehicle, it doesn't matter. And basically, we were left in that. And I ended up talking to a supervisor. And guess what? Within, I don't know how long, I got a load. That took me to... Yeah. Oh. 
Jeez, I don't know why. Yeah. 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 No, she's too shy. Okay, see you later. Anyway, and I still that was with CR England, where where that happened, one of the big trucking company in the U.S. And I have to say, uh, they really don't pay you much. My goodness, you know. Interesting. Uh, it's you can easily manage very badly, you know, your finances. <laughs> so. So that's kind of another one too. This one I was a little bit angry because I really felt betrayed by this guy who is my uh, my liaison between the company, you know. So he's my guy basically. He's my attaché, and uh, that was that's the only one thing, you know. Mostly I'm like just keep me moving. <laughs> that's kind of it, you know. It's like try to do a good job, and I know for that it's not always easy, but. But if not, I never ask anything. I almost uh, never took time off. And then yet he dropped the ball when he came to uh, when he came to that. So that was different. With Rose, I think it's her name. I think it's Rose White somehow. Uh, you know, with her, uh, which is something interesting. Um, because I was just thinking, I don't really have respect for her, I guess, in the, as a manager. Not that she's bad or anything, there's just something about her as a human being, definitely after that one. So, it would be kind of interesting because if somehow I was going to ever work my way back there, if there was a need, basically, they were in a bind. <laughs> They could come from behind me. Uh, I would say it's more than likely that I would find myself back in the kitchen again, which would make sense. But again, the printing press or the maintenance of the of the yard of the the property could be another one. But anyway, so but still not clear on that, and uh, not rush anyway. Because what I'm pretty clear about is that I'm going to be walking when spring comes. Even though today I am not... Oof. Still feeling that chocolate tablet. I didn't eat the whole thing, but at least one third of it. And the day is young. I'm climbing up back to the front door. The driveway is not crazy like the one I had in... Texas, but it's longer, for sure. <laughs> it's way bigger of a property here than the one, two, three Loma Vista Drive. I think they've changed actually after 9-11. There were some changes as far as the uh, street address. But anyway, Ooh, it feels warmer here. Anyway, okay, let me kind of. Uh, Close the door. Oh. We'll see the, uh, I'm gonna get the bananas with me up in a room because of uh, 
big rematch paint. The stuff is not always, I guess it's a bit tricky to manage your produce, but basically it has bananas that don't look anywhere near ready. Maybe even do a rice pudding today, we'll see. Ah. Anyway guys, let me get those bananas with me. So, I'm back in the house. I guess it's now 10.37. Let's see what the day, the rest of the day brings on this chilly Friday in southern Spain. Love and peace.